Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. For the last few days, I've been dancing a lot of flamenco, and I have missed appointments with my little recording studio because I was on the stage and we've got one more performance coming up at the beginning of next month. The readings for today are magnificent, my friends. We continue in the first reading of Timothy 4. And since the Word of God is alive and constantly speaking to us, as I was reviewing the reading for today, I received a conviction <laughs> that it was directed at me, right? Isn't that the way God works? Ah, <sighs> And where is that? Well, if you have received prophetic word, my friends, that there is something that God wants you to do, then invest yourself fully in it. So look at how Paul says it in Timothy. Do not neglect the gift you have. If you have a gift, don't neglect it. If it was conferred to you through prophetic word, if somebody spoke those words to you, someone spoke them to me, if hands have been imposed on you, you know, like during your confirmation, be diligent in these matters. Be absorbed in them so that your progress may be evident to everyone. Attend to yourself and to your teacher teaching. Persevere in both tasks, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and those who listen to you. Wow. I received a message today from my son saying, Mom, are you doing your daily podcasts? And this is a convicting letter for me because I haven't attended to it, haven't persevered in, in doing them as diligently. I wanted to do these performances. We were raising money for this program in Africa that builds educational facilities for children and has an art program. And it was our COVID harvest. And I wanted to have a wonderful story for for um, COVID, not just a lockdown that prevented us from lots of things, but I danced flamenco, I chose joy, I learned flamenco. We did that virtually, and then we gathered in Austin, in Bastrop, for a performance. <sighs> so here I am catching up on my episodes, recording a few of them that... I've read and I've prepared in my head, but I needed to complete the recording of them. So today's letter to Timothy is, is written to me. 
and is hopefully written to you, do not neglect the gift you have and conduct yourselves with love and faith and purity and read, be involved in teaching and exhortation. And this is in a way what has happened because of my son Marco in these recordings that he said, mom, speak to others the way you've spoken to us over the years. And you've learned about these readings. You always connect them. So do that for others that may want to learn to do that as well. And what psalm do we have today? Because that's where we go to learn how to pray often, right? We we have the same as yesterday, 111, but just three of those verses. We are remembering again, again how great the works of the Lord are, how faithful the work of his hands, how just and sure are all his precepts, how reliable our, our Lord is. He sends deliverance to us. He ratifies his covenant and his name is holy and awesome. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Prudent are all who live by it. His praise endures forever. In the last little while, the last couple of months, the Lord has been instructing me on fear of the Lord. I had this vision or momentary image as I was cooking. <sighs> Of all the sins of my life, I saw almost like a map of basically every time I've loved and every time I haven't. And every time I've loved, I saw this sort of electrical current that just extended into infinity and rippled with joy and, and, and light. And every time that I was selfish and I chose not to love or not to extend myself to others, there was just this sort of black hole like it stopped and it didn't continue it didn't reverberate it didn't pass from me to others and others and others and I had a moment of just complete collapse realizing I actually turned the fire off I knelt down and I told myself today I truly understand that I need a savior that there's no way unless Jesus, with his victory, had won it for me, I could ever do it on my own because I've neglected so many opportunities for loving, so many. And I saw it like, like a little glimpse. And so it made me rely on the mercy of God and it made me just joyful with tears saying, Lord, you are a great God that you've forgiven me, that you've given me more chances. Let me use my time wisely. And I've been instructed on the fear of the Lord, one of these sense of awe and trembling that we have a mighty God that wants a relationship with us, wants to use us to extend this victory of Calvary. Who are we? We are undeserving. But we tremble because we know that the Lord is great and we're not, that his ways are not our ways. And in this, there's the fear of the Lord that we tremble at his awesome presence. And I have been instructed on that. So these readings for today were just a weaving of things that God has been speaking to my heart over the last little while. And then we culminate on Luke 7, 36 through 50. This is my favorite reading of all the Bible. 
Jesus invited to a Pharisee's house, reclining at table, and a sinful woman in the city walks in and anoints the Lord from an alabaster flask full of ointment and weeps on his feet and washes them with her hair, kissing and anointing and anointing the Lord. That's how I want to love Jesus. I find that image so enthralling, passionate, beautiful, lavish, just bold, daring. She crosses boundaries again through all of these people that criticize her because she is a sinner, and so am I. And I want to throw myself at his feet also like her, unabashedly, not caring about what anybody else says, but just doing the will of the Father. And I am a sinner like her, right? We, we know that we just keep failing. But Simon is talking to Jesus at the Pharisee. And, and Jesus says, I've got something to say to you. And he says, tell me, teacher, right? And he tells the story about somebody who owes 100 or 500 days, 50 days. They're trying to repay debts, you know. And the creditor gets both debts forgiven, right? And who will love more? And Simon says, of course, the one that has a larger debt. So Jesus recognizes that this woman is a grave sinner, but he forgives her publicly to the astonishment of everyone present. And he recognizes that that kind of lavish love was not something that the ones that followed all the rules were able to give. So if you or me are judging anyone around us because we think they're doing something sinful, we have to know that God sees them with eyes of mercy and love, just like he sees you and he sees me who are also sinning, right? And that just like Simon shouldn't judge this woman, but should watch Jesus in action. He turns to her, he turns to you, to me, and says, our sins are forgiven. And the people around don't know what to do with this, right? Jesus, again, is crossing boundaries. He is in the house of those that follow the law to the T. And he's allowing a woman to touch him, which makes him defiled to eat. So now he puts the whole house in a pickle because, wow, he's sitting at table already and now he's been touched by a sinner and he's forgiving her, which is only something God can do. How is Jesus crushing through your boundaries to reach you? Father Almighty, let us touch Jesus and be touched by him to be transformed. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.